a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Ryan Meeks, and after years of trying to make life work as a struggling artist, independent filmmaker, and musician, I thought to myself, hey, self, wouldn't it be helpful to ask other artists how they're finding their path in this world? And so now, that's exactly what I'm doing on a bi-weekly basis. Welcome to the Path of Art. All right, welcome to the Path of Art. Today on our show, we have my brother, John Meeks. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have a bit of a different show today. Uh, usually we're, uh, we're talking with established artists that have, uh, you know, found, found their way. And uh, Sean, my brother, and I, we have a lot in common. We're both artistic people, and we're always trying to figure out, you know, how to make it work, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so uh, Sean has some projects going on. Uh, could you tell me about your projects that you have? Yeah, so um, Gardens of Eden is the metalcore project. It's a band, um, kind of. <laughs> I call it a duo because it's just me and Levi. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what I would like to consider closer to. Uh, there's going to be a lot more melodies and pretty harmonies and stuff into that genre, whereas deathcore is going to be kind of more in-your-face um, and aggressive not not very many singing parts but there's also mm-hmm. still melodies and they're mm-hmm. just kind of darker yeah. um but so there's a lot of different genres of metal <laughs> yeah i mean i got into thrash metal with metallica <laughs> and megadeth and then yeah. i like some swedish metal mm. uh but even then they're I, I don't think they would be referred to as swedish metal they probably have their own genres yeah. um but uh can you explain a little bit about metalcore and deathcore? Those, those. Yeah, totally. So, um, core is kind of its own subgenre on itself. Um, core refers to uh, specifically metal that has lots of breakdowns, so lots of slower paced, and it opens up for um, live performance, like um, a lot of a lot of people in Salt Lake love a good breakdown. In their music, so core is very popular out here. But that is pretty much what makes metalcore metalcore is just the fact that it has breakdowns. So it's metal, and then it has a bunch of breakdowns. Yeah, and so those are those are like spots in the music where it kind of like the pace changes, right? Yeah, okay. absolutely. It goes from it could be you know two hundred and twenty five BPM, mm-hmm. and then drop way down slowed down just with the timekeeping on the symbols and whatnot but okay and then so i guess deathcore would be death metal yes with exactly. lots of breakdowns yes okay that's exactly nailed so, it so well, death metal is the <laughs> rah, rah, rah. Type of stuff. yeah you, yeah you can do these 
Yeah. <laughs> I never learned to do that. So that's pretty awesome. That's like a weird tunnel throat kind of <laughs> pig squeal. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of different like screams in this in in this kind of music. Yeah. If and, you want to give you a couple examples. Yeah. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's hear it. Okay. Um so my lows are kind of a little different, but they they're like a mid low that I usually go to for most stuff, but it's mm-hmm. uh yeah! And you see like the change mm-hmm. in my mouth position will also kind of right. change the tone or the pitch of what it is that I'm doing. Whereas mm-hmm. then there's highs, which I have a few different highs. Um, my normal one, which a lot of people in Salt Lake area or Salt Lake County would know me from is um, modeled after a guy named Mitch Lucker, but his highs are very, very high and gritty. Mm-hmm. So they go, yeah. Oh, interesting. And then there's... Yeah, you can really see, like, how you're changing, like, your tongue, like, yeah. it seems to, like, it, it makes, like, less space in your mouth when you're doing the yeah. higher ones. And it messes with the the resonance of the inside of your mouth. And right. you can, yeah, just manipulate the crap out of everything with it. <laughs> That's cool. Um, there's some screamers who don't use their tongue at all. They have it open and it kind of, I'm. it sounds breathier to me and I'm not a fan of it, but it's uh Oh, okay. I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so, so yeah. Like, uh, so you you mentioned Gardens of Eden. And what, what's uh, the other projects you were referring to? So, Sinners is the Deathcore project, and that one is just me. I do everything in it: uh, drums, the guitar. I write the lyrics. I perform it and mm-hmm. record it, and then I submit it. Um, and then the other project that I mentioned, the lo-fi hip-hop beats, is um, kind of a newer genre. Mm-hmm. It's, it's essentially just a repetitive beat over repetitive instrumentals, and then a lot of it is brought down into a, like lo-fi filters. They use a lot of heavy tape saturation, things like that, to give it mm-hmm. um, like an old-timey feel. And that's kind of, yeah, just when I feel like doing Kind of like you're listening to ticket you could say tapes or yeah. or a record or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Trying to emulate that and yeah, make it just feel real kind of warm. Okay. So cool. So um how long have you been uh been at it? How long have you been at this? Um as far as the actual official projects go, I started doing center stuff back in um two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. And um I I do it steadily, but it's kind of here and there. Uh, Gardens of Eden has been more schedule based. Mm. Like we actually have deadlines that we set for each other with that, whereas Center is kind of just freelance. So, been doing those two projects for uh, what would that be? Five, six years? Five years? Mm. Cool. And so, um, with these projects, uh, what are what are your aspirations with them? I think. Um, Honestly, my personal biggest aspiration with them is just being heard. Mm. Um, just, I, I just want, I just want to make people feel. <laughs> right. I enjoy the process, and I, I enjoy putting the time and effort into doing these things. It's kind of a, a connecting type of thing, right? Yeah. 
where you're you're putting a lot of emotion out there and you're hoping to reach people that understand exactly yeah exactly on the t so yeah so uh what are some of what are some of your songs about um actually a lot of them are about dealing with um emotional trauma and um like a big subject that I find recurring in Gardens of Eden stuff is just general general depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to say necessarily dealing with it, but like having that outlet to vent to mm-hmm. and expressing it through the music. Um, as far as sinners go, um, it's kind of a wider variety of things. Um, I cover things like conspiracy theories or... Uh, I have a song about an apocalypse, mm-hmm. just kind of imaginative stories that I think of. And I'm like, that would be a cool concept for a song. So one's more an emotional outlet and the other is more of an intellectual outlet. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And uh, so does the music also cater to that? So like, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously the lyrics have like a different quality mm-hmm. um, is Deathcore and sinners is that like kind of like a purposeful thing where it's like uh yeah this like uh, <laughs> intellectual stuff kind of requires more of yelling I, and <laughs> i think it definitely has its part to play in it absolutely okay. um, yeah there's there's it's not an uncommon thing to find in the genre that intellectual um uh basis for mm-hmm. for song ideas and concepts and so i know you're also producing music i mean you're producing your own yeah. uh you're helping me with mine yeah guys this is my producer <laughs> he's pretty awesome but um so you're producing your own music and uh do you have um any other bands that you're working with um not necessarily uh bands that i'm working with um i've picked up projects just on the fly here mm-hmm. and there um but i do have other artists that I work with as far as like sinners goes I have quite a few guest vocalists that are um recorded on tracks and Mm -hmm. when the albums release for sinners they'll be featured and things like that so right so um so we're kind of unknown artists in in our field of where we're trying to create art um so what is I mean, what is kind of a day-to-day like for you? How how much time do you get to spend on your art? Not enough. That's what, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, enough. that's my same answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's And it sucks because you get kind of sucked into a loophole where you spend so much time doing something and at the end of it, you you realize what time it is and you know, oh, I have to get up in the morning for work or whatever it is. And I don't feel like I got enough done. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, typically I get off work and I generally spend a good majority of the night hours just messing around with the music. Mm -hmm. So I think I did the math on Gardens of Eden's album and I, I think I spent somewhere around 250 hours just messing with things, tweaking with things, um, making sure metadata is, you know, clean and, and correct. So there's a lot that goes into it. 
Right. And it's un, it's unfortunate that there's so little time in a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I just had a podcast. My last podcast that I did with Ro uh, Malaga, he um, <laughs> he said something. Everyone's got the same 20. You have the same 24. <laughs> wait, 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 what was it? It was you have the same 24 hours as Beyonce or something like that. There was some <laughs> quote like that. Right? I like that. And and although that's true, yeah. we all have the same 24 hours uh, time wise. We don't have the same 24 hours on what we can choose to do, yeah. whereas, um, like, you know, I've got a family, yeah. uh, I've got a job, and that leaves me little time to work on my stuff as well. Yeah. Whereas, I, I don't know if Beyonce ever had to put up with that. <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe she has a family. I don't know. I don't follow pop artists, so I have no idea. But... Uh, <laughs> But, you know, when I think of the metal artists, most of them, like, that I listened to, they, they made it, like, you know, in their early, mid-20s, you know, when yeah. they had literally nothing else to do. And somehow they had some cash to afford you know, <laughs> recording their music. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and that's another obstacle there, too, is, like, the thing that, I think, thing that I'm finding out more is that you you need money. Yeah, absolutely. You need to be able to pay people to do stuff. Um, and that's, that is where, you know, that job comes in and that sucks up time. And then like you were saying, it's kind of a loop. Yeah. Yeah. It's clockwork every day. You go and handle what you have to, to make sure that everything else can kind of fall into place as best as you can. But, and yeah, you just kind of funnel as much time as you can until you realize, oh, well, that's enough for the day. You should probably put it down. <laughs> so you did have some successes recently in the fact that you have completed an album for Sinners and an album for Gardens of Eden. Yeah. yeah. So I've never done that for any of my stuff yet. <laughs> I haven't even completed anything. So, uh, I mean, how, I mean, how were you able to, with the little time that you have, like, how were you able to push that through? It's definitely had its trials and errors, um, and it's definitely has been difficult. Um, but I guess there's just like a kind of a drive in the back of my head that says that there's nothing bad that can come from pushing myself a little bit more on this and working on this a little bit extra. And that's something that I um, I do push myself a lot, but I also try to how do I say that try to a lot appropriate time for it as well because I've noticed that um, if you do push too much like way too much you're just constantly at it all the time and you're not doing anything else then the actual craft suffers on its own mm. you have to be able to have that good balance in between I'm working on this and I'm playing on something else and um, I think it's just a drive thing that's pushed me. Maybe not just drive either. I just enjoy it a whole bunch. And it's kind of like a a good safe space mm -hmm. where I can put these goals on what I want to do for this song and then come back to it later if I feel like it's done and I want fresh ears on it. Right. And... Um, I think the enjoyment still has to be there too. Because mm -hmm. if you just burn yourself out on doing it, it's not going to be fun anymore. And then you 
right go do something else <laughs> yeah, i want to be here in this <laughs> you know i mean i've burnt myself out on <laughs> many projects before and uh unfortunately it's it's a uh, it's resulted in me not wanting to do yeah oh yeah anything that that involves uh, those skills anymore yeah so. but um we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're talking with my brother, Sean Meeks, and uh, about his projects. And when we get back, uh, we're just going to go a bit more into the difficulties of uh, where we're at artistically. Yeah. And we'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. We're here with my brother, Sean Meeks. We've talked about some of his projects, and now we're going to kind of go into some of the difficulties that, um, I mean, that we're facing. A lot of, a lot of my um, guests, I ask them about the difficulties they've faced. Yeah. But uh, you and I are kind of in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, we'll, we'll go into that. But first, um, you had something that you wanted to add to yeah. what we were talking about. Um, just because you had mentioned that, you know, starting a project doesn't doesn't always come to fruition, doesn't always find finality. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I have struggled with that a lot as well. Um, I have a process now where I actually, I'll sit down and I'll work on something and I'll get base, just skeleton of what a song should be. Mm -hmm. And I'll do that. And once I have a couple of songs, I'll pick one and I'll just make sure that I stick to that one. And sometimes that I'll find similarities in the songs and mm -hmm. that'll help me eliminate parts that are like, well, this is the same part, but a different octave. And I don't want to repeat the same guitar riff or, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And, um, it opens up better ideas where I can take scraps from one song and I can use those for different songs. So I have a whole folder on my computer that's just filled with guitar yes. scraps or vocal mm -hmm. takes, yeah. weird effects that I've made, things like that. Yeah. So. I don't quite have that process, but I do have a phone full of uh, vocal and guitar notes. <laughs> uh, and I'm finding that lately, um, lately I'm, I'm able to write music faster than I have before because uh, because of my, uh, over the last year or so I've started to understand a lot more about structure even though like I, I had a pretty good handle on it but lately it's just been like it's been a lot easier but when it comes to lyrics <laughs> I like I have to wait for that inspiration and um, I actually watched a uh, a thing on YouTube today where Paul Simon was talking about how he wrote music Okay. And it was specifically about bridge over troubled water. And um, he said uh, it usually takes, I guess Paul Simon usually takes a long time to, to write music 
too. Okay. You know, to, uh, I don't know if he specifically said lyrics, but I mean, that's where I, I get stuck. Like I usually have some feeling, but I'm not sure exactly how I want to put it into words. But <clears throat> uh, Paul Simon said, but with Bridge Over Troubled Water, it was not there one minute and that's the next minute it was thing. there. That's right? ha- that happens so much right. too. It's crazy. And then like, and then like, sometimes you'll be like working on a song for uh, months, maybe years. Yeah. And then you'll write a different song, <laughs> oh, like yeah. in a, like ten minutes. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you still want to write that other one. Yeah. But um, anyway, so what? Um, what are some of the uh, the struggles that that you're seeing in your uh, in in moving your art forward? So mine might be a little different from a lot of other people just because considering the fact that I am solo for Sinners and it's just me and the guitarist for Gardens of Eden, Levi, and um, it might be a little bit different because we only have so much that we can do mm-hmm. as far as the two of us or right. me, myself. Um, I would say that probably one of my biggest, well, there's probably two of them that come right to mind. Um and one is just finding good publicity, finding that good outlet that I can get heard from, get heard right. by. Um, that's very difficult. And I've I've noticed it with not even just those two projects, like other things that I've released. And um, I've tried tons of different methods and some of them seem to work a little bit, mm-hmm. but... I don't know for sure because <laughs> yeah. um, the other thing is, I mean, it's it's kind of crippling sometimes um, when you're spending so much time on something, hours, and it's your only spare time in the day and you're just trying to put everything that you can into it, you mm-hmm. know, and um, it kind of falls into the same thing. As what I was just saying is that's probably one of the scariest things for me is spending so much time on all of this work. Right. And then is anyone going to like it or even worse, is anyone going to hear it? Right. You know? So I think those are probably the two biggest roadblocks that I've uh, just been not sure of how to get past them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dabbled with a couple of different things that, like I said earlier, they seem to kind of gain some gain some tread but mm. don't really like take flight yeah sometimes <laughs> it just feels like you're spinning your wheels yeah and nothing's happening yeah um and that's that's the most frustrating part oh yeah and sometimes i wonder like is it a proximity thing i mean we we live in utah yeah and uh i mean the same thing happened with you know with my film degree you know i got a degree in film and media arts and um it was animation emphasis. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went back for a second degree for painting and drawing because I wanted to kind of make my animations, you know, more artistic because, yeah. you know, I just wasn't that good. And so I definitely g- gained some skill there. But afterward, um, I just couldn't find a job. Like I, I looked out of the state a lot too. And, um, you know, I, I didn't get an internship and and uh, so maybe I just wasn't that good in the first place, but <laughs> well, I don't think, <laughs> and that's possible. I don't think you can say that either because um, you can do things that I can't do. Right, you can do tons of things that I can't do. Well, we um, all have our strengths. Yeah, 
but there's also, um, I wouldn't say that it's something along the lines as you weren't, you aren't good at it or anything like that. Cause I do right. a lot of, I went to college for what I do with recording and stuff. I, I did the mm-hmm. two semesters and, um, my funding got cut and I didn't want it to go to waste. So right. I downloaded the first free, um, DAW that I could mm-hmm. started playing with stuff and doing music covers and um, I don't think that I produce bad music or bad sound quality or anything I like think it's that. really high quality but I definitely feel like there's room for improvement right but I, I don't have I don't have the like I guess behind the scenes resources resources and, to just get well, kind of nudged into the right direction. And that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, like I love being in Utah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a great place to live. My family's here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we have so much stability here. I mean, again, we're not like well off, but we're at least stable. Mm-hmm. And if I were just to up and move to LA like, is it because I'm not willing to take that risk? You know, I mean, I guess there's like thousands of people that do that and still don't really? make it too. And so would that even make a difference? And so I I often wonder about that. Is it uh, my proximity to where the industry is, is? Is that maybe what's holding me back? I'm sure that there's some kind of influence from that. And then I always think you know the the money issue um i mean i've talked with a lot of artists on here and i haven't actually brought up money uh usually i just uh, ask them about like you know like how did they get through all this those tough times right because there are tough times and i guess guess actually with with one of them with heather olsen uh we talked about because she you know, she had to often choose, well, do I eat today or do I buy more art supplies? Right. You know? And so I guess I did talk about it with her, but, um, I don't know. It's just becoming more and more apparent to me that, um, I can't do all this by myself. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not good enough at recording myself and, and mixing it. Um, I, I mean, I probably could become that, but again, that's time away from my family, time away from a job, Yeah, all that stuff. And so, if I can't like figure that out in like a few months, <laughs> then I'm probably not going to be able to, to add that to my schedule. Um, but uh, what are some of the, um, because you actually do a good job by yourself, which Thank is you. pretty incredible. And so what are some of the f- things that uh, you wish you had more financial backing for? Oh, um, if I could take some financial backing for anything and put it to use immediately, I know exactly what I would do with it. It would be studio space. Yeah, space to... Having space to record people mm-hmm. outside of my home because that's... I only let people that I trust in there and I'm not going to invite whole bands to come into my musical mm-hmm. equipment room and, you know, um, I would love to have space. So mm-hmm. having that financial backing would be probably my go-to yeah um but i would say a good runner-up would be um coaching hiring a professional audio Mm -hmm. engineer to coach um at my side to tell me Mm -hmm. 
there's probably things that I do that are frowned upon and there's probably mm-hmm. things that I do that they never thought of. Yeah. So, um, your job that brings you income is yeah. not music. No. It's a, it's a very blue collar thing. And then I, that just makes me think about in Utah, like where are studios that you could get a job doing that stuff that would give you what you need and I can't think of anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know of a couple of studios, absolutely. But it's very... I mean, there probably are some, and I just am I'm just ignorant about them. Um, I guess... Uh, no, I, I think Peter Breinholt told me about one that was down in Provo. But, I mean, there used to be LA East Studios, but that's gone now. I don't even... Yeah, I don't know if I know of that one. There used to be... So studio that I recorded an old band I didn't record sorry a studio that an old band of mine recorded through um, was called High Times Mm. or maybe it was High Vibes something along those lines and it was um, very small but they did focus solely on like metalcore and things along those lines so that's why we went there Um, and I actually mentioned something along those lines to them about you know what would it what would having someone come work for you guys look like? Like mm-hmm. how would someone get their foot in the door for that? And it's. <sighs> well, and I bet they're a smaller company though, right? Yeah. Whereas yeah. in like LA, I'm sure they have studios that are bigger and yeah. are looking for interns and, or, or, you know, apprentices or whatever that yeah. they could come and learn that. But I just don't see that in Utah. It's, very far and few yeah. because when I brought it up to them, it was very, well, we don't really have space. Right. Like, okay. Well, um, which could be a number of things, honestly, but, um, I think getting your foot in the door, you have to expect to not make any money for a while. And yeah. I just, and at this stage in our lives, we can't, yeah. Yeah, we can't do that. We we both have families that depend on us. Exactly. And that's the frustrating thing of uh, getting a late start is, yeah. <laughs> is how I like Absolutely. to refer to it. I'm, <laughs> I'm a late bloomer here. I feel that. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, and that, that's a frustrating thing. And I wonder if other, I often wonder if other places are similar that, that aren't close to New York and they aren't close to LA. We're just sandwiched yeah. here in the middle of the United States, but we have creativity and we're trying to do this. I mean, there are people here that do, that do make it like, I yeah. mean, there's, uh, I mean, I, I talked with, um, uh, Kurt Bester. I mean, he's still doing tons. Of, I mean, he's not, uh, producing, but he's, uh, composing yeah. tons. I mean, that's all he's, done for his career and it just boggles my mind like like where are those like is it connections that i need to find you know is it what is what is this stuff i feel like it's it's a lot to do with networking Mm -hmm. um that was actually my original goal i originally when i went and took those two semesters for um studio design and music theory and um right is to get in an atmosphere where you can connect with people right and my original goal because a lot of people told me that's a terrible degree don't do it and i was like well i mean that's literally the only thing i can think of that i have interested Mm -hmm. in i don't want to be a mathematician you know so i ended up doing it 
Um, and my original game plan was if I get good at this, I could do like Hollywood scores. Mm-hmm. If I get the right connections, if I can network myself mm-hmm. to the right people and, you know, who knows, maybe write scores for the next Batman or, you know. That would be cool. It would be cool. Mm-hmm. I actually had the same thought when I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're very we're from the same family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, when I when I went to Snow College before I left on my mission, uh, I went down there and um, I, I mean I was doing all the generals, but I was also in two choirs and a jazz band, and I'm like, this is all I want to do is music. Yeah. <laughs> and and then when I got back, I kind of convinced myself not to do it. Yeah. And then I went into another artistic thing, which is even harder. to. <laughs> I don't know if maybe it's even harder, but it's like film and then we live in Utah. I, I mean, it just didn't make sense. But at the same time, like I was just told you need to get a college education. You know, yeah. that's what our grandpa told us. Mm-hmm. Go get an education. He didn't say what kind of education. But, no. and, and I'm not... And I'm not saying that I regret getting an artistic edu- education. Yeah. It's just that um, I don't think I, I understood how much how much proximity to these industries was going to affect yeah. what I was able to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I kind of figured that eventually maybe I might move out there and, you know, if, if I got an internship or a job. But yeah, but uh, that was around that. 2008. I think I graduated graduated in 2011. So it wasn't 2008, but it was still about the same kind yeah. of time frame. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think that that's kind of one of the biggest kicks to the teeth that I hear and it's not bad advice necessarily. Like like it's kind of along the same lines as go get a job. And it's like mm-hmm. I have a job. My job sucks. <laughs> I mean, the job that it gives me money, I, I don't, I don't care too much for. Yeah. The job that I'm trying to do, it just, I, for some reason, it's not working, and yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those things that a lot of people say, and I feel like it's done with the best interests, mm-hmm. but. It, it's also it's a double-edged sword mm-hmm. you're kind of hindering someone's capability to be as creative as they can be right. and so how can we fit in the networking stuff and the producing the music stuff in the little time that we have i mean social media is a helpful is a helpful thing but not as much as it used to be. It's to an extent, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's there's a large paywall behind almost every social media, is what it seems like. Um, I'd like to believe that going out and playing shows and just being awesome is good <laughs> enough. Right. But it's just not how it is nowadays. And... Um, there it's almost like there's like a like a secret like a, a secret code to put into something to you know we don't have the konami code yeah. for making a music <laughs> career happen yeah. where's that konami code yeah send it in the chat <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean right now our solution is just keep 
chipping away at it. Yeah, chip away, collaborate. Mm-hmm. Collaboration, um, word of mouth is, has been a tried and true method for a long time. And um, I feel like that's kind of going to be the best shot mm-hmm. is just getting word out to people who you know are going to care about it. So. Okay. All right. So, um, so Sean, my brother, where can people find your stuff? So we are on everything. And I mean, we, when I say we, I mean, Sinners, Gardens of Eden. And um, my lo-fi hip hop is under the name Shanonymous. It's kind of a... Nice. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a mouthful, but it's got the the guy fox mask so (laughs) you'll know it when you see it but um gardens of eden is on all of the streaming platforms um apple music itunes Mm -hmm. whatever it is now um there's tons of them spotify we even have like our distributors make a youtube channel for us and um sinners goes through the same distributor so Mm -hmm. we're on all of it All right. Well, if you haven't already, make sure that you go and check out uh, Sinners, Gardens of Eden, and uh, Shanonymous music, uh, wherever you can find it. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's been great having my brother Sean on. Uh, Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. great. This has been another episode of The Path of Art, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to The Path of Art. If you or someone you know is creative and would like to tell your story, reach out to me at rmeeks at ksl.com. I might feature you on the show. If you liked our conversation, please make sure you follow the show and give us a five-star rating and review. It really does help people to discover the show. Also, make sure you follow The Path of Art podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.